Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. Alternatives to Social Security that will provide income in retirement. The state of New York issues a letter to those originating co-op reverse mortgages. And most will age in place, says Freddie Mac Research Brief. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of May 30th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Let's face it, nearly everyone in retirement is looking for a little boost or an additional source of income. And that's why this timely article in AOL from John Cesar really caught my attention and its alternatives to Social Security that provide income and retirement. Now, before we get into the alternatives, the article dives into Social Security as being the backbone of American retirement. I would definitely agree. However, the columnist makes one very important point, and that is Social Security was never intended to fund 100% of one's retirement expenses. Now, on to the alternative sources of income in retirement outside of Social Security. And of course, the most obvious is one's personal nest egg, such as a 401k, 403b, or 457, or even a Roth IRA. And those who worked on their own are going to have to be extra prudent in setting aside money. And those who worked with a larger corporation most likely had some sort of allowance for either matching or encouraging of automatic deductions to help build their nest egg. Next is extremely rare. Yes, a company pension. And those have generally disappeared unless you work for a government entity. Rental income is a great way to supplement Social Security. So for those who acquired real estate, whether it be commercial or residential, rental income can be an important source of additional cash flow. A side gig, yes, going back to work. You know, many people do not despise the idea of getting a little bit busier by going out and finding something they enjoy and making some income on the side. And downsizing, now this is a really interesting point, may not seem like a way to generate income, but the columnist makes a point. Imagine you have a 3,000 square foot home and you live all alone, but by selling that home and moving into an 800 square foot condo, you're likely to put hundreds if not thousands of dollars into your pocket each and every month or year. You have less heating and other expenses and, of course, maintenance that comes with a larger facility. And then lastly, not to be overlooked, a reverse mortgage, a great way to generate cash flow in retirement. It's essentially a way to tap equity, either as a lump sum or as a series of monthly payments, writes the columnist. Thank you to Reverse Mortgage Daily's Chris Clow for compiling the most salient facts on co-ops in this story. There was quite some fanfare, some say, especially if you reside in the state of New York, when the origination of reverse mortgages for co-op apartments became a reality. Now, there was much work done by our National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association professionals in the state. Of course, the lawmakers involved to help carry the torch for the right of co-op owners to be able to get a reverse mortgage. Now, it should be noted that the federally insured reverse mortgage, or the HECM, Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, requires that there be real property secured. And because a co-op is not actually real property, 
but ones securing a right to have a share in that particular building. The federally insured reverse mortgage is not eligible to be used in a co-op. However, proprietary loans are. And since the co-op is kind of a new opportunity for many in the Empire State, the New York Department of Financial Services sent a letter to any lending entity within the state that has the intention of originating reverse mortgages. Now, how do they measure that intention? I'm not sure, but here are just a few excerpts from that letter. The New York State Department of Financial Services is issuing this industry letter to establish its expectations for all institutions intending to originate reverse mortgage loans on cooperative apartment units, or co-op reverse mortgage, when the newly enacted Section 602 of the New York Banking Law goes into effect on May 30th. So that will be today for those of you listening on Monday. The letter also makes reference to Title III of the New York Code of Rules and Regulations, and that is looking into any issues about commitments and advertising for mortgage loans in general. So it's kind of a reminder like, hey, be mindful of these guidelines when you're originating a co-op reverse mortgage. Also, they say that a housing counselor, as defined by New York Code, may only be referred to a borrower if that individual has received cooperative housing training. In addition, property charges must include the cooperative maintenance fees that are part of day-to-day -day life for those who live in co-ops, and real property or property shall be read as either the cooperative apartment unit or the shares or membership which secure the reverse mortgage. But in the final analysis, this is good news for those who live in a co-op and who have sought to have additional sources of cash flow and retirement by leveraging the particular property, or I should say the apartment that they live in. This episode of Heckam World Weekly is brought exclusively to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more about Open Mortgage and how they can help you succeed even more, click on the banner on this page or go to openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. Most Americans have the intention and will in fact age in place, this according to a recent research brief released by Freddie Mac on May 23rd. It's entitled Housing and Wealth Inequalities Among Older Americans, and it was conducted online between December 20th to 31st, 2021. And they interviewed 2,249 individuals aged 55 and older, and they also oversampled for Black and Hispanic homeowners and renters. And here are just a few of the findings from the brief. In the last five years, adults in the U.S. 55 and older made financial gains, and many feel they will have the ability to comfortably retire, according to the Freddie Mac survey. In addition, two-thirds, or 66%, expect to age in place, which may contribute to a housing shortage even more. In the two surveys, in the first in 2016 and again in 2021, Freddie Mac looked to track the attitudes and also the perceptions of U.S. adults 55 and older in many key metrics, including mobility in the housing market. The attitudes of baby boomers and retirees in the U.S. will have a large implication on U.S. housing supply. And here are two findings that shine through. One, baby boomers hold the majority of real estate wealth in the U.S. And second, the housing supply in the U.S. has fallen to record lows in the last two years. 
What the Freddie Mac research brief found is this. Rather than what previous generations had done in retirement, that is to sell their home and downsize or go to a retirement plan community, this younger generation, the baby boomer retirees, instead prefer to age in place and they may actually have the financial means to do so. And that's a wrap for another episode of Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for reverse mortgage news and commentary for reverse mortgage professionals like yourself. Be sure to tell your other friends and colleagues in the industry. If you're an Apple user, you can listen and subscribe on iTunes. If you're not there already, be sure to go to heckamworld.com. That's where you can find our latest breaking video commentary analysis and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Thanks again for joining us and until we return, happy originating.